I think of you as being primarily on television, right? And you know, doing the nerd machine and things. You haven't been regularly dancing for a very long time. To suddenly have to do that must be well, really difficult. Yes, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I have cut many a rug uh, <laughs> in my day. Many of those rugs have been at your parties at Comic Con. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> Me I, and Joss Whedon just tearing up whatever dance floor we can okay, find. Okay, every year at Comic-Con, so e- e- Entertainment Weekly has this party on Saturday night, and it's the, it's the closing party, and every year Joss Whedon comes, and he'll be the first one dancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he will dance until 3 a.m. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's why, him, that's himself, why I love Joss. I mean, aside from all of his incredible talent and vision, <laughs> I love that he likes to dance. <laughs> this is Jess Cago. You're listening to the Editor's Hour. I'm here with my co-host, Zachary Levi, who is not only the star of First Date on Broadway, mm-hmm. but also you're in Thor opening this Friday in just a couple of theaters. Yeah, I think it's just a, a couple. It's a I little think it's indie. a platform release. A little indie. Oscar uh, consideration. Yeah. Uh, Thor The Dark World. Yeah, it's the sequel to uh, the first Thor. Um, and um, and just and, and giant and epic and, you know, uh, very much the way Marvel is doing it. I mean, which is just incredible. I, I think as a studio, Marvel is really, you know, they've really stepped up the game of how to make giant epic movies that all connect with one another. I think that's one of the things I love the most about what Marvel, Kevin Feige, and everybody over there is doing. They've taken a page, pardon the pun, from their own comics. When I was growing up reading the comic books, I loved when, you know, Hulk would do a crossover in Spider-Man or Spider-Man did a crossover in X-Men or what, you know, and they, and by the way, and if you would read both of those coinciding comics, they would both be in each other's. You would, you would see how they overlapped and it was awesome. You felt like, oh, they all live in the same world and they all operate in the same universe. And for these movies to be doing the same thing for, you know, Thor to be picking up after Avengers and referencing what happened in New York during Avengers and Iron Man and so on and so forth, you go, and you know and and they're even doing it with television on on Agents of Shield like that's really fun i think as a as a fan of these characters and of this world you it it makes it that much more real and interactive and Thor of the Dark World is no exception it's giant it's epic oh it's um, giant it's, oh, it's epic. london gets torn up Lots London. of things get started. I mean. That's I think I feel like comic book movies in general are just that's like the first thing on the list is pick a city to destroy. Like you know, Superman was like, let's level Chicago. It's done. Well, Metropolis when I was Chicago, but yeah, and New York and the Avengers and now London. You know, gets gets pretty. Actually, it's really just one part of London that gets pretty jacked up. But um, but yeah, and you know, and everybody's back. All it's, the jo- a, it's all an the important big stars. part of London. It's Judy Dench. She just gets decimated. <laughs> this thing lands on. Excuse her. me. It's Dame Judy Dench. Thank <laughs> oh, you right, very sorry. much. I'm just, J- Dame Judy Dench is not in Thor: The Dark World. She's not. No. But you get a joke. Anthony Hopkins is back. I got to do a scene with Anthony. I only had like one line with him, but I was like, "All right, cool. Kill me now. Got to work with Anthony. I'm out." What uh, was that like on the set? I was insane. Because you never know what mood Anthony Hopkins, let's be honest, you never know what mood he's going to be in. Oh, I don't know. He was always pleasant. I mean, every day I saw him, he was always pleasant. I, I, there was one, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, look, Anthony Hopkins is like, the first time I met him, um, he was in the hair and makeup trailer and I was like two seats down from him and we were like the only two people in there. (laughs) I was just sitting there going, and all I could think of in my head was, what do I say? What do I say? What do you say? What do you say to Anthony Hopkins? What do you say? I don't know what to say. And then I think I turned to him and I said something like, hi, Anthony, I'm Zach. And, you know, like a typical thing that you'd say. And he goes, oh, really lovely to meet you. I'm Anthony. You know, I'm Tony. He's, he's, he's like, call me Tony. Like, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, he's, he's very super, casual. Super casual. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, and then I think, I can't remember. I think he said, where are you from? And I said, 
I'm from Ventura. I can't. Some, some, somehow we got on the, along the lines of that he lives in Southern California. He lives in Malibu and he loves it. And he like he he wouldn't change it for the world. He loves California and and so we just started talking about Southern California because I grew up there my whole life and um and then you know just kind of you know chatted for a second. I was like, oh my god, I just got to chat a little bit with Anthony Hopkins. And then the next time we talked, because you know our schedules are all over the place. Everybody's got these different things. He was shooting Red Two simultaneously. And so he came back and we were doing a scene and, and we were, we had just blocked the scene and we were walking back to base camp to the trailers. And I just was like, Hey man, how's red two going? And, and he goes, and he's, he lights up and he goes, Oh, really, really well, actually. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> this is a horrible Anthony Hopkins impersonation by the, way, by, the, by the by, but he, for the next 20 minutes, he, we just talk and he's like, Hey, you know, uh, uh, uh uh, Bruce Willis is in it, yeah. Helen Mirren, and uh, I mean, I'm, he's slowly becoming Stewie from Family Guy. Probably. No, no, no. Sorry. I don't think it, but, I don't think it's a bad Anthony Hopkins. It's 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 all right. It's all right. But, but anyway, the point is, do it some more. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> and but he was so he was so um he was so like just delighted that he was working with these actors doing this movie, and I was and a I was stoked that I get to have this conversation with him. But b it was one of the coolest things and coolest like refreshers and. Reminders and lessons that even a man who has literally won every award under the sun, who may be considered the the greatest living actor of our time, is still unaffected and unjaded enough where he could be excited about that he he's like, yeah, I get to work with these other awesome actors and do these fun. And he was kind of talking about the scene that he got to do and whatever. I'm like, oh my God, I if I didn't love you so much already, I love you that much more now. Like you're just <laughs> such a cool dude.